Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And to take care of the usual stuff, if you are in the L.A. area, congratulations. I hear it's nice. The guest calling number is 242-258-9337. And for everyone else, including all of those right here in the absolutely beautiful Yay for Memorial Weekend, San Francisco Bay Area, The toll-free number is 877-697-9725. Producer Kaina has the chat room open. So if you would like to log in there and listen to the show, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can type them in and she'll make sure they get to me. And also, if you would like to call in, if you just want to call in to listen, uh, you can do that. Or if you would like to log in that you would like to say something or ask me a question, press 1 and producer kind of will be coming online with you. So, first off, happy pre-memorial weekend for everyone. I'm sure that there's a lot of folks, well, for those of us who are here in the States, those of you who are our international friends, this is a weekend and Monday is a day that we traditionally set aside as a federal holiday that will really to commemorate those who were lost in military service. And really, I feel that, you know, that expands to any of those who are first responders who have shown above and beyond the call of duty. There's a saying that all gave some and some gave all. And Memorial Day is about honoring and commemorating those who gave all. Because those who gave all, each had someone who loved them. And for those of us who who grew up in the military, both my parents were in the Air Force. They met at Rammstein Air Force Base in Germany. And so my whole early life was that of being a part of that military world which is really different now than it used to be. And it was, you know, living from base to base or living in houses, and my dad was away most of the time. And after my dad passed away, uh, he was buried at a national cemetery called Golden Gate National Cemetery uh, near San Francisco. And when my mom passed away, uh, she was also placed there. She was you know, placed with my father. And it was a tremendously, tremendously powerful moment for me when I was standing there and there was a gentleman there who was the representative from the the cemetery. And they placed my mother, you know, she had been cremated. They placed her into the little grave site that she would share with my father. And this gentleman looked at me And he said, on behalf of myself, the President of the United States, 
and a grateful nation, we welcome your mother home. And I just kind of broke down in that moment because, I mean, I know that there's a lot of different views on the military and how it's managed and and all of that. And, I mean, honestly, I honor everybody's feelings on that because, you know, it's their feelings and it's their viewpoint. And I think it's because we are blessed to be able to have a lot of different viewpoints that we can all be able to understand one another and that we can honor those who fight and those who serve whether we agree with how the system is managed or not. And I, I really hold that in my heart, that it's, it's not about those who serve. It's about a system. So when we look at, you know, and all of those who have chosen to make a career of placing themselves in harm's way to undergo training that is tremendously intense to become a part of a whole as opposed to, you know, really an individual. Because, you know, you become a part of something greater. There's a bond that, you know, when you see veterans, it doesn't matter from which era. It doesn't matter from what branch of the service they are. When you see a group of veterans get together and they talk and they look at one another and it, it's it's like, you know, there's this unspoken bond that you see that I know, even though I grew up with two military parents, I was never in the situations. And I know that I can know about the military and about from my perspective but I will never quite know what it is that they have seen and what they're experiencing. And if you've ever been to a military cemetery, there's a quietness and you look and you see all the little, you know, thousands of little tiny headstones or little white crosses. I, I had an opportunity to go to Arlington and, and go to the cemetery there. And there's a very special kind of energy, you know, for those who have been in front of the the Vietnam Memorial Wall. That's powerful. And it really doesn't matter, you know, how you believe about how it's managed when you look at those names, knowing that each of those names was a person and each of those people had loved ones and each one had someone who had to be told that they weren't coming back. And I really, you know, I really honor, you know, both a system that does provide something, that does give us a way to be able to go and say, all right, this is a place that they are welcomed home. And if you do have family members who have been in the military or, you know, that that passed away, you know, in, in military service or even after military service. You know, I mean, both my parents were long retired when they passed, and it was still truly beautiful to be able to go there and, and experience that and see that and share that. And I recommend that you do. And another thing that I recommend that I usually make a, a – habit of is if you're out somewhere and you see someone a military person 
go up and thank them for their service. It is important to acknowledge those who are putting themselves in harm's way. I also do that with police officers and with firefighters and with ambulance drivers. And, you know, I actually went up to, I was I was taking a flight somewhere and there were two pilots who were sitting there and I guess they were either had just gotten off of a flight or they were waiting to get onto a flight. And so I went up and I said, excuse me. And they both look at me like, what? <laughs> and I said, I just want to thank you for having it be your job to make sure people get where they're going safely. And I wanted to say thank you for that. And thank you for taking such good care of us. And they both looked at me like, um, you're welcome. And I could see that they were shocked and I just kind of, you know, walked away. But the look on their face, it was like, wow, somebody is acknowledging us. I mean, often you don't even hear about pilot of a, of a regular commercial plane unless something goes wrong. But these are people who make it their job to keep others safe. And, you know, and many of them have a background in the military. And it really is, you know, I mean, I, I think that there are probably very few people in this world who should be honored more than veterans who come back and who need help, and who need that support. And as a community, we need to make sure our warriors are taken care of. We need to make sure that those who who protect the tribe are held in very high esteem, that if they come back with a need or a want or, or that something isn't, isn't quite right within them and within their spirits, that they receive that help that they be acknowledged. And, you know, when we think about those who place themselves, you know, into that, you know, Memorial Day is is really oriented around those who are in the military. But like I said, there are people out there every day who will put themselves on the line. You know, they're the ones who run towards danger as when everybody else is running away from it. And when we think about what that takes within yourself, what does that take from something inside of you to go into a situation where there's no guarantee, and in fact, the probability may be against you coming out of it, but, you know, you do it anyway because you believe in something, because you're a part of something. And I know that, you know, there have been a lot of conflicts that really haunt. And I remember, you know, when I was very young, you know, my father came back from Vietnam. And, you know, he had been in the Vietnam. He went to Korea at the age of 16. He, you know, kind of lied his way in. And in 1949, there were not questions asked. It was like, okay, are you willing to go? And so at the age of 16, he was in Korea, in the Korean War. And I'm sure that there were things that he saw and things that he experienced that no 16-year-old ever should be witness to. And when he came back, you know, when, you know, after serving, you know, all those years in the military, after he retired, it took a while for him to be able to be okay. 
when we were little and, you know, he would, you would come home and then we'd move again. We moved about every 18 months. We would move again and then um, he would leave. So most of my early childhood was without him. And my mother, not only being a military wife, but having been a military person herself, she understood. And she was there on her own with four kids all a year apart. And I can only imagine how overwhelming that felt, that it was all on her to keep home and hearth going while my dad was off. But when he would come back, she would say things like, okay, don't walk quietly. You need to walk and let him know that you're coming. Because she knew that if we walked quietly, it could trigger something in him where suddenly he was on the defensive. And as children, we really didn't understand, but we knew that if my mom said that that's what my dad needed, that that was important. We have had conflict probably as a species since, you know, there was more than one person and they disagreed with each other. Conflict, like everything else, has light and shadow. There are some tremendously healthy things that come from conflict. And we learn about ourselves. We learn about others. And if we can be able to find a way to the other side of the conflict, to be able to hold the conflict with some sense of honor. And the way, you know, the world has gotten to be a very, very small place. I mean, you know, the Internet connects the planet in a way that 40, 50 years ago would have been considered impossible. So it's not about, you know, us versus them. It's like us versus the people who live in our areas and in our neighborhoods. So, you know, my thought and my hope is that one day we will be able to figure out a wonderful way of being able to disagree, to be able to settle issues, and that we won't need the idea of of militaries or anything like that. I hold that in my heart, that one day maybe, you know, the biggest thing they do is, you know, maybe help with forest fires or things like that. But until that time, we're going to have people who will choose to go and serve. And some of them are not going to come home. Growing up military was probably one of the favorite things about my childhood. I loved the fact that we moved constantly. It made the four of us, you know, my my two brothers and my sister, it made us closer because, you know, you don't attach to people because you understand that, you know, in a matter of a year or so, you're not going to be around them, that you're going to be somewhere else. And so we we kind of bonded to one another. And, in fact, when uh, my father informed us, I believe it was in 1970, that we were going to be, that he was retiring from the service, I was devastated. I was like, no, you're not turning us into civilians. I don't want to stay in one place. When you're military, if you don't like a teacher, you know you're only going to deal with them for maybe one year. And it's hard. I knew how hard it was for me, and I didn't understand what a big shift that would be for them. Because really, the world that my father had known from the age of 16, you know, up until his retirement, 
which was, gosh, I believe he he was in for over 20 years. And so he he had to adjust to a new way of being in the world because the world outside the military can be very strange when that's all you've grown up knowing. And I really honor the fact that they chose to do that for us. They decided that it was time for us to be able to have roots, for us to be able to have friends, for us to be able to have one school that we're at the whole time. And so I really appreciate, I didn't appreciate it at the time, but I appreciate now looking back, knowing that they did it for us, that they made that sacrifice to enter into a world that neither one of them was really accustomed to in order for us to be able to feel like we belonged somewhere. And, you know, it's, I think, so many families and so many folks who have an attachment. I mean, either you were a part of the military yourself. Maybe you had family members who were military. Maybe you married into the military. And if you served, may I say in this moment, thank you for your service. Thank you for what it is that you have given and what it is you have offered to give. And know that you're in my thoughts and prayers each and every day. I had a patient who was tremendously dear to me, and his name was Harold. And Harold was an elder who was very sweet, and he had been in the Navy. And he would sit and tell me stories. Now, he was in the Navy. He was actually on one of the vessels that after the, the you know, the bombings, the nuclear bombings, he was one of the Navy men who was on a ship that was in the Tokyo Bay at that time. He was there at one of the most pivotal points of human history and of warfare. You know, that whole scenario changed a lot, and he was there to witness it. And I would sit and listen to him tell stories about it. And he was he was one of my very early chiropractic patients. And he just became so dear to me. And one of his favorite things was a hat. And the hat had a, um, it was the USS Pittsburgh and he always kept that hat with him, and he went into a convalescent home, and, you know, I'd take him out in his wheelchair, I'd go to visit him, and he'd always ask for that hat. And one day, he, I was leaving, and he handed it to me. And he said, I want you to take this. And I said, well, why do you want me to take that? You're going to need it for, you know, when we take you outside. And he said, I'm not going to need it. And within a few days, he passed. And I treasure that hat because it not only is a representation of someone who is very dear to me, someone who was a very dear friend who I, I just really loved a lot, it also represented his part of a very proud lineage, something that he was, that meant a lot to him, that represented his service to his nation. And I honor it in that way for him because 
it wasn't easy. And it still isn't easy. It's it's difficult in different ways. And for those who serve, for those who are, you know, the ones who are waiting for them to come home, whether they're wives, whether they're parents, whether they're siblings, you know, it's it's not an easy choice to make. And I honor each and every one of you, each and every person who has that attachment. So how do we deal with the memories? How do we deal with, because, you know, there's there's light and shadow. There is, you know, the aspect of, in some cases, you know, it can it can trigger a lot of emotions. Sometimes it just, Memorial Weekend, I know a lot of folks who, this is a very painful time for them because it's about remembering that loss. It's about identifying that loss. And if you're in that space, if, if you've lost somebody and you never quite were able to get that taken care of, if, if it never quite settled or landed for you, then, you know, that's trauma. It is traumatizing to not be able to find that closure point. Now, I do know that it is available that um, – you can arrange for a military funeral after the fact. You could have somebody who passed away in World War I, and you can actually get a military funeral now. And if you would like more information on that, uh, please feel free to contact me, and I can, I can send you information on that. It is important for us to be able to hold, have something to commemorate, something to be able to move us forward and sometimes that when we're going through grief when we're going through trauma the only path is to just kind of deal with it directly to go into that place and it's never too late to deal with something that is weighing heavy on your heart because in a way time stops you know, I, I've known of a lot of people who have been through a lot of different stuff and that part of them kind of gets frozen in time and they can't move forward and sometimes you have to go back and you have to go okay what do we need to do to help this go through a normal grieving process because often the grieving process is stopped and if you're feeling stuck if you know every memorial day it's just too hard and there's a lot of folks who were in the military who lost people who were close to them, you know, good buddies and dear friends and, you know, people who became, you know, that band of brothers type of feeling. There are some who have survivor's remorse. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can be going on. And the important thing is to be able to reach out, to be able to find someone who can help you with it and to be able to connect and say, okay, I'm not too good. I need to get some help to be able to move through this. It's okay. It is. And there is help. There is someone that you can reach out to who will say, okay, let's figure this out. Let's, let's, um, let's find a way around this together. Because when, when we isolate ourselves, when we don't reach out, when no matter what the, the trauma is, 
No matter what the, you know, they've expanded post-traumatic stress injury, which there are, there's an effort to change post-traumatic stress disorder to post-traumatic stress injury. Because the idea of disorder means that it's something you could have for the rest of your life. If it's called an injury, that means that there's a healing process for it. If there's an injury, there's healing. So I really hope that they're going to be able to do that because I think it would be very, very helpful to change that because then it's like, okay, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Anybody who has experienced something like that, whether you were in the military or whether you, you know, you were have abuse situations or whatever it is, reach out. Do not try to process it by yourself because there are people waiting to hold out their hand to you to help you make it through because a lot of them have been through it themselves. A lot of them can look at you. They may not know exactly what it is you're going through, but they can look at you and say, I get it. We can help. We can do this together. When we are able to help one another, when we're able to say, I'm not okay and I need help, it is amazing the the absolute beauty of humanity when we can be there for one another. And when we look at those who serve in the military, for whatever reason, you know, maybe it was one of the only jobs they could find. Maybe they, you know, just really totally dedicated to the idea of of serving the nation. Some of them are doctors. Some of them were nurses. Some of them, you know, were truck drivers. Some of them were on the front lines. Some of them were four-legged and have been honored, you know, the dogs that would work with the soldiers. You know, maybe they're out there sniffing out bombs. Maybe they're out there, you know, just helping to guard. They are honored as veterans. And I think that it is so amazing that we can have a day. You know, we've got we've got Veterans Day, but that we can have a special day to honor those who surrendered everything that they had because they believed it was the right thing to do, because they chose to particular destiny of service. And like I said, people can feel different ways. I mean, everybody, you know, has their own way of viewing, you know, the way that the military works. And it's neat to be able to just kind of set that aside just for a moment, the debates and the discussions and all of that, to look down at a little white headstone and say, thank you, or I miss you, or I may not agree with what your choice was, but I honor the fact that you made it. And... Sometimes when you're looking down at a little white headstone, that's enough. All gave some, some gave all, and all were loved by someone. And Memorial Day is 
as much for those of us who loved someone as they are for those who gave and gave everything. So remember, you see a veteran, especially an older one, go up and say thank you for your service because you notice that they stand a little straighter and they shake your hand. I wish blessings to every veteran, those who have passed and those who are here. For myself and for a grateful nation, welcome home. So, have a wonderful weekend. If you would like to learn more about me, you can check out my website at www.the-healing-house.com. You can follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook. After the show, I'll be logging into the chat room, and uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, I will be happy to address them there. So, until next time, I wish you balance. I wish you blessings. I wish you safe homecomings, and service that is honored. I wish you all safety and love and the opportunity to hug those who are important to you. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care.